Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Dyson. I'm Charlie Valentine. And we are United, United Queendom. Queendom, bringing you all things Drag Race, plus The Ed and Charlie Show, in which we help the celebs and plebs who need it the most, with their many, many, many problems. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Remember to rate, review, and always, always share. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, proud owner of the best gay bars in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Club and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. Right, how are we coping with not just coronavirus, but three hours of drag race? Charlie? <laughs> it's a lot. Well, you know, I've never, I've never, to be honest, I've never been an untucked stan. I've really kind of just dipped in and out of it. <laughs> My iTunes. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> iTunes is playing Eagle by ABBA. Oh my god, that's my dad's favourite song. Is it? Well, his favourite ABBA song. It's literally just popped up and started playing. Do you think that's a sign that he's dead? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you think my dad's death is so funny, man, honestly. Sorry, um, I was laughing at the shock. More, not, not that your dad's dead. <laughs> well, he's not definitely dead, is he? Um, is it is it played because ABBA is first alphabetically on your iTunes? It must be, yeah. It is. It's literally the first song. Yeah. Surely there must be like an Aaron or uh, Al. Alison Moye? No. Um, oh, yeah. It took two A's. Aaron. Uh, there must be some. There, the triple there A girls? <laughs> Maybe Moon doesn't have them. Um... Well, I hope we're not going to have to pay royalties to ABBA now because they are notoriously strict with their royalties. <laughs> and yet it just sues us. <laughs> she comes out of her reclusion just to do that. That was mental. Right. This week's episode, I'm the same, Charlie. I'm also, I know I've been criticised by this but for some of you listeners and I understand, but I haven't been watching Untucked. It's very hard to find and I'm not hearing anyone say it's amazing. So I'll watch at the end of the season when it all goes on Netflix, but I'm, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. No, it feels like it's probably the same format each week. I prefer, I mean, the old, the golden days of Untucked, as we've talked about before, season five and six. Of demented the- editing, where oh. they just play an ABBA song halfway through the episode with no reason. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, now, I mean, the only thing I liked from Untucked last year was when Silky was like, uh, if I, I was motherfucking ready. ready! And everyone's like, where's this... Com-? No one asked you. It was completely unprovoked. Yeah, because that did used to happen in Untucked. Like, someone would just randomly say something. But it was usually because of bad editing. But Silky actually just randomly said something. <laughs> so it's like she was creating her own edit there. Uh, <laughs> uh, should we... So this week's episode, obviously, we've got the makeover challenge... Um, how do you feel about the makeover? We know it's coming. Uh, I know, well, I do love the, I do love the makeover challenge. I just have a a problem with the judging and which we'll get to. Yeah. But I feel like the goalposts change every year with this challenge. Yeah, I feel like, I always say I hate the makeover challenge, but I think in recent years it's usually been quite fun. But same as you, it feels like it's a a device to get rid of people they don't want. Although I guess this episode, they don't do that. Um, but yeah, we start it off with um, Widow Von Du has bid adieu, in the words of Heidi Aphrodite, as she's currently known. 
Um, are we missing Widow? No, she was a bit of a Debbie Downer. Is that really rude? No, especially when... It, a bit like with Nina Bonina Brown, um, it was just a bit like you could see she'd given up, so it's hard to keep wanting to see more of someone who doesn't really seem like they want to be there. Yeah. If that's fair. Um, and Jackie has what lit under her? A fire. Oh, my God, the classic... This yeah. bloody, the editors must get a little template, mustn't they? And be like, okay, girls enter workroom. The girl who lost <laughs> says, I'm ready. I'm, you know, my mind's focused and I'm back in the competition. <laughs> it's just spe- every single week. I suppose you have to say that. You can't say, oh, I was in the bottom two last week. So now I really just feel like I'm just going to go home. <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of we- coast through this week and then do another lip sync. You could do a Cheryl Hole of like, here's another week to me doing mediocre. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I think I the Brits had more it. self-awareness. <laughs> yeah. um, so as a group, they all kind of um, do a bit of a pissing contest and they count how many wins they've all got. And obviously Crystal and Jackie have zero. Um, so do we think they still stand a chance of getting to the finale, of winning the crown at this point? Definitely not winning. There's no way they can let them... Well, in non-COVID times... Maybe they could have come out with some devastating lip sync and surprisingly won. But yeah. I think, I think it seems like we're going to go back to more traditional winning. And I just think don't think they can. But yeah. I do... I mean... I think Jackie's not in the final. I agree, yeah. And I guess that last spot is between Heidi and Crystal. There's and something think, very intriguing about the fact Crystal hasn't lip synced. Do you, do you not think? There isn't, and I'm not sure she... Pre- I feel like Crystal has been... She's highly favoured and blessed by the producers of this show. Well, so RuPaul. And I feel like Heidi has been in the bottom a few times where Crystal hasn't, so I could see Heidi sliding in that top four. Yeah, I could also see Crystal, because Crystal just feels like she has this momentum, and I think momentum is important in Drag Race. Even though she hasn't had a win, she just keeps getting better and better and more and more... Um, fans and I feel like she won't win but I feel like she could slip into the final but yeah I think I agree with you Jackie I just can't see her there at this point Jackie Cox Um, Jackie Cox it up once again Um, so RuPaul (laughs) enters the workroom and she says shh keep your voices low because we're doing a drag race super fan makeover and they don't know so okay I have to um, I call shade. No, I call bullshit. Um, I don't think, Charlie, you work in television. I don't think they could do this. Like, have them there and then just surprise them with, oh, you're going to be on TV, like, on a makeover challenge. Do you think I'm being too suspicious? No, because there's stuff about, like, release forms, about having people on camera, etc. Exactly. And if, so there's six of them... If they had six of them and then they told them, oh, by the way, you're going to be on the show, which is a big deal. Like if you were going to be in the audience, not everyone who wants to be in the audience would necessarily want to be featured heavily in drag on the main stage competing. And if one of them didn't sign the form, they've got one person down. And if they Um, invited more than six, assuming that, it's still quite like, I just feel like it's, they just told them beforehand that they were going to be featured in a challenge and then maybe... Um, just ask them to to act surprised when they walked in. And I guess they are going to be surprised because they're still walking into the workroom. Do you know what I mean? As well, because I think this is... I'm assuming this is a two-day challenge. And so 
if you're just coming in for the audience, why there'd be you know the producers would ask you to keep two days free. It'd be odd. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. That's an even better point. Like practically speaking, they would have had to have kept mm. longer than a day planned, yeah. and like yeah, an overnight bag and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the, if they just walked in off the street, thinking they're going to do like a, a few hours of filming, and then like actually, where's your toothbrush? You're staying over the night. <laughs> <laughs> You can just share with Sherry Pie, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so, um, I understand why they had to do that, though. Obviously, television, you have to make those things work. But I'm just calling it out as I see it. I am one of those people, I'll say it to your face. Or behind your back in a podcast. Done... <laughs> they haven't done fans before. They what have we had before? So we've had siblings. We've had uh, best friends. Obviously, midgets. That was the obvious one from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> no, but they did that <laughs> in season eight. They did... Um, uh, yeah, best friends, social media influencers. They've done members of the ca- uh, crew. Um, oh, yeah, that was fun. What else have, have they done? Have they done they, former drag queens? They did gay no. vets. Um, oh, no. that's the iconic um, I Killed Judy Garland. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> they've done full-blown straight men. Oh, they did, stri- they did straight men for the wedding, didn't they? Was that, oh, was that a different yeah. thing? Um, so, oh my god, that uh, I killed Judy Garland. That's the best makeover challenge. Well, we can't Jinx speak about that for legal like, reasons, but. It's <laughs> just like, what is going on? <laughs> There's a few that they haven't done yet that, they, that gets brought up a lot. So people always say the judges. So get like Ross um, Carson, maybe bring someone like Santino, not Santino at the moment because he's in very problematic, but maybe like Mel Ginsburg, who else? Like, I suppose you couldn't use Todrick's. He is actually a drag queen. Um, who else is there? Ex-judges. Well, would, would that not bring, uh, be a bit problematic if you're, like, getting favours with the judges? Yeah, I think that's why it hasn't happened, because it just can't. But that's one that gets brought up a lot when they speculate. Because you know that Drag Race producers, because Reddit is such, like, a hotbed of Drag Race discussion and debate, um, but often it's um, assumed that Drag Race producers post on Reddit to get ideas, because often ideas... Um, that are discussed there end up on the show, which could be coincidence, but I actually do think there's some truth to this. And if you want to know the real tea, and this could be me being crazy, I think that I am responsible for the whole lip sync for the crown. Are you? Single-handedly? Microphone drop. So yeah, it was the year, bef- it was the year that that happened, and I didn't suggest lip sync for the crown, but I suggested... Um, so it, they were talk, it was a thread about All Stars, and I said, because everyone was suggesting, oh, we do have, like, first outs, eliminated queens, like, early outs, that type of thing. And I said, oh, I think they should have to fight to get in the competition because they didn't do well on Drag Race. So I suggested a lip-sync tournament where it's, like, two goes together, two goes together, the winner stays on, and then they fight for a place in All Stars. And yeah. I maintain to this day that someone saw that on Drag Race and that became Lip Sync for the Crown. <laughs> Give him his credit. Yeah, I've, well, my lawyers are dealing with that as well. They're very busy at the moment. They've got a lot on their plate. <laughs> um, so um, one other thing I was going to say is I think this challenge would have worked better on an All-Stars season um, because I think for the women coming in, or the fans coming in, it would have been a lot nicer to already know the queens because they're walking in and it's exciting for them, but they they have not seen any of the what the queens have done, have they? Very true. Um, so, Charlie, I want to hear your opinion on this. A lot of people were having some shade on social media about the fact 
they're featuring women in drag, which they've always done. But um, how do you feel about this? I saw this controversy. Controversy, controversy. How do you say it? I think either or. Potato, potato. Tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. (laughs) That's in the second verse. Controversy, controversy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't get what the issue is. Well, the issue is that if they're going to choose fans, they should choose queer fans. But, like, for these people that are complaining, you could never... They could never be queer enough. If they chose six gay men, it'd be like, why are they all gay? Why are they not non-binary? And if they chose non-binary people, it was like, why are they not trans? If they chose trans, it's like, why are they not two-spirit pansexual? Do you know what I mean? You could never be queer enough for these people. Yeah, you can't please everyone. I mean, I love the inclusion of women in drag. So I think um, historically women have always been such a big part of the LGBT community. Even if they don't identify like that, they've always been our biggest allies. And I always find it really sad when gay men kind of want to push away or like you hear about gay clubs turning away women. I do kind of understand the logic behind that, but I just think that women have always been there for us and I think we should always be there for them. It's just like a match made in heaven. That's what friends are for. (laughs) Sorry, I had a glass of wine before this podcast. I usually don't do that, but we usually record earlier and in lockdown times, anything after 6pm, I'm usually drinking and that's just the tea. But it's not tea. It's a G and tea. Mm. I've had a Bailey's today. Did you? It's not Christmas. <laughs> I know I'm out of beers. You're in Scotland. You should be drinking whiskey, mate. Oh God, that was awful. Sorry. Edit it out, man. You know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we are introduced to these women. We get Janet the Planet, Tiffany, Shay, Grace, Bethany, and Nicole. So Charlie, who, if you got to choose, who would you choose to be your makeover? I think is it Shay? Is she the obvious one? Uh, I cannot believe her actual name is Janet the Planet. She changed it. That is mental. Is that a reference to something? I don't think so. I think it's just... But I I feel like I've heard it before. I feel like maybe there's some film where someone's called Janet the Planet. Unless I'm just thinking of Damn It Janet from Rocky Horror, which Rue does reference as well. But there's something familiar about her and I actually feel like I recognise this woman. I feel like she's been on TV before. (laughs) She's a serial reality show contestant <laughs> well that does happen a lot of the people who've popped up in makeover challenges before are people who've been in other reality shows like they people like willem they do the rounds on tv they pop up in loads of different shows and i think janet the planet i don't think this is her first tv credit but i'm gonna have to look at the rodeo i mean she's called she janet a- the planet for god's sake she's not gonna be sat at home all day just waiting <laughs> she's gonna are be you accusing her lying do you think she'd never heard of drag race and the day before someone's like around the show like, oh yeah i'm the biggest fan what's this show oh my god i love it yeah i love drag <laughs> <laughs> i'm janet the fanet no i think she, i think she was genuine um i think i, I would have chosen her um yeah shay was cute but she um it's jada who gets to pair everyone um, which is very interesting. It's always interesting to see what they do with this. So how would you do do it in this instance? I think I think because they're fans and they're nice, I think I would have played nice. Exactly, that's what I thought as well. I thought Sabotage wouldn't look cute on this. Because I think, I, do, I don't know if you remember, but in season 10, Eureka, um, she got to pair up the queens and she tried to sabotage Aquaria by giving her a queen of colour. Well, not a queen of colour, it was a social influencer of colour um, which didn't work because Aquaria is a good makeup artist so she can do any skin tone but it just didn't it's not a good look to be seen to be 
And it does tend to come down to race and weight in these things, how people sabotage, which is just kind of awkward in terms of using these people who are taking part in the show as like using their flaws against them to bring your competitor down. Do you know what I mean? It just doesn't, it's not very cute. Yeah, um, and I think like even as we see later, Heidi's super fan gets caught out because Heidi can't sew and obviously her clothes won't fit her super fan. It just led to a bit of a shit show. Yeah, although I actually do think Jada was playing it nice and I think she was helping Heidi out because I think Jada knew. So because race always does come into this, because usually a, a lot of the queens on the show, they are mostly used to doing their own makeup, I think that's fair to say. So if you are a queen of colour, then you might not be as used to doing makeup on white skin and vice versa. So I think Jada knew, because she's a very good makeup artist, she could do anyone's skin. And I think because there was only... Um, one darker skinned um, super fan I think she was helping Heidi out by giving her that girl I don't know if I'm overanalyzing this Um, but as you say I think actually it may have been to a detriment because I think maybe with that super fan you would be thinking more in terms of sewing than I don't know it's kind of awkward to talk about isn't it because she's such an amazing woman so you don't want to like talk about that kind of thing but it does heavily play into that i didn't mean to say heavily but it does play into what happens in this episode yeah but but we'll get to that later um so jada chooses bethany for herself she gave grace to crystal she gave janet the planet for i'm never gonna be able to say that without laughing uh to sherry Pair, and she gave nicole to heidi obviously and shay to Gigi, and tiffany to jackie sorry that was very hard to say <clears throat> So they're all paired up and um, we get to Janet who's talking about the fact that people used to ask her if she was a man from the age of 16. Um, so did you, did you find this sad? I did find it sad. I do. Maybe this is me being incredibly prejudiced, but I do get a bit sad when I see very tall women. But maybe that's me being incredibly judgmental and assuming that there is sadness within them and maybe there isn't. Yeah, that's probably more offensive to them than asking them if they're a man. Is just being like, oh, I feel so sorry for you, tall lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because, like, obviously supermodels are tall, statuesque. I think it's, like, I mean, it's it's how you carry yourself, isn't it? If you carry yourself tall and with pride, then I think you just can be statuesque and Amazonian. Um, but, obviously, and that's, I had a bit of an issue with this in the episode, which I think we'll get to when it happens, but I don't really like people telling other people about their hang-ups, like, oh, just get over it. Oh, just, you're fine with it. Oh, it's cool. And it's like, well, that's a lot easier said than done, isn't it? Oh, yeah, when RuPaul's just like, no, you weren't meant to blend in. You've got to stand out. And it's like, yeah, it's quite hard when you're getting buddy like that. Yeah, I know the intention is good, but I just think sometimes it's almost patronising to give such flimsy advice to someone as if just telling someone to get over something is gonna work i just had ice cubes clinking was that you charlie possibly oh bitch okay <laughs> let's get into this what are you drinking i'm drinking southern comfort and lemonade ah <gasps> do you know that i love southern comfort but i never ever drink it with lemonade i drink it with coke no you can't drink it with coke you've never tried it with coke i can tell I have, but no, no. the ultimate drink is Southern Comfort and ginger beer. That's the drink. Ooh, I haven't But I've run that. out of ginger beer. So I, I love ginger lemonade. beer as a mixer, but I've never had it with Southern Comfort. So. Oh, it's called a, um, I think it's called a Southern Mule. I think it actually has a name. Ooh, I, th- I feel like I've heard of that. It's just never crossed my path. Do you know that ginger beer is a slur for gay men? 
Oh, queer, ginger beer. Yeah, queer. Cockney rhyming oh. slang for queer. And oh. my friend Katie, who listens, so she'll enjoy the fact I'm telling this. Because uh, I, I do like to drink ginger beer, and she'd always go, because she's Scottish, You're drinking yourself! <laughs> ah. um, and it was funny, to be fair. As, as homophobia goes, it was on the funnier side of things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, it's amazing that Janet the Planet takes ownership of, took ownership of her name and, like, made fun with it. Um, it's a shame, a lot of people have been talking about this, that she got paired with Sherry. Because that might have um, kind of put a dark tinge on her experience. But um, it's good that the show still um, showed a lot of her. Obviously, usually they edit Sherry out, but it felt like Janet got a lot of screen time. It did. It did. I was, uh, saw a lot of tweets this week which I agree with about how weird it is when Sherry pops up because she's <laughs> so edited out. When she does pop up, you are like, there is a weird like second of being like, who's that? <laughs> yeah, and I think... It's really hard to tell about this because a lot of people say that they hate Sherry's makeup and it's really scary. And I don't know if people would find it scary if she we hadn't had this whole storyline with her. Um, but people are saying because she pops up unexpectedly with that makeup, it's quite like a horror film and people quite like find it quite terrifying. Do you, what do you think of Sherry's makeup? I, I, it is quite scary. I like its uniqueness. I quite like a queen with very unique paint. I like crystal, I like Trixie. Yeah, I quite I think, like a really, I like a signature look. I think wise. I like it because if like Bianca Del Rio during season six had been revealed to be a serial killer, I think her makeup could easily look quite scary. It just doesn't because we like Bianca. And same with Trixie. So I think people are probably perceiving Sherry's makeup in a different light because um, of what we know. <laughs> I know. I'm like a poor Sherry. Where is that really bad? Say sympathy with Sherry, but it's like I can't imagine the absolute barrage that she's come under. The Nigel barrage. Um, well, yeah, I actually listened to a very in- interesting interview with Alexis Michelle, who was friends with Sherry Pie. She did an interview on the pit stop with Bob the Drag Queen, and they. Um, I think it was with Bob the Drag Queen. And they talked about Sherry Pie and Alexis Michelle said she's been checking in on Sherry during this whole thing because she was worried that she might, like, get very depressed or do something, you know, traumatic. Um, I mean, like, suicide, not, like, a stage number. And um, <laughs> But she said that apparently Sherry's not showing any remorse. <laughs> So, no, so, so shut that, up. That's what Alexis Michelle said. And Alexis, like, she said it in a very nice way. And she said she was trying to be there for her, even though she felt very, um, obviously, horrified by what she'd done. And she said that, yeah, Sherry's not showing remorse and that she that's the reason she eventually had to cut ties completely. Um, so it kind of makes you sympathise even less with Sherry. I do know where oh you're coming my... from. When I God. hear about things like this, I can't help but also think, God, it must be awful to be that person, even if they kind of deserve it. But if we're believing Alexis Michelle, um, I'm still not sure she's learnt her lessons yet. Not my words, Alexis Michelle's. Um, <laughs> on a lighter note, Jada is teaching Bethany how to walk in heels. And I think, don't you find it really surreal seeing men teaching women to wear heels? Yeah. I wore, I put on my first pair of heels about three months ago. I'd never done it before. Shock horror. What was the and occasion? I, I was thinking about going to sink the pink in massive black high heeled boots. Oh, and so I remember I bought this, some, yes. And I put them on. It took me like two minutes to walk in them. But maybe that's just because I'm a bender. 
<laughs> well, I th- <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think boots like that are are easier to work walk in because they're all like held together. I think some of the heels they've been walking on here with like the straps and stuff. I mean, I used to sometimes do drag back in the day, not professionally, but for flyering purposes. And I must admit, it's some of the most pain I've ever been in in my life. After after a good hour in a high heel, it feels it feels like your foot is in a vice, and like it's just been repeatedly pounded. Um, you know what that's like, Charlie. And and the worst. I thing used to know to- what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> and you take the heel off, and if you put it back on, it's almost like. You took it off, your foot then swells in like, I don't know, because it's so full of blood and water. And then you put the heel back on and then the pain is even worse. I mean, it's it's real agony. So I do feel for these girls, but I think it's weird that like, you think, I thought all women knew how to walk in heels, basically. They're allowed to, I did get a little tidbit from... Rachel Bloom, last week's guest judge. Oh yeah. Saying when the girls are on the main stage, if you're if if the if it's not your critique and you're not in a kind of three person shot, you're allowed to take your heels off on the stage. Yeah, I have heard that before. They didn't used to do that. I think that started in like season four or five. They used to make these bitches stand up for the, throughout the whole thing for hours, and that's one of the things that a lot of them think is barbaric about the show. Barbaric! It's terrible. Welcome to the stage, barbaric. There, there was a question. Oh, you had a question recently, and I found out the answer this week in an interview or something. Someone had an answer, and it's gone from my head. But if you can remember some question you had about production, was that very vague? um, (laughs) Was that the one I was wondering about the costumes for the Madonna challenge? No, it was a different one. I'll say if it pops into my head, but I heard in an interview this week the answer. It was like a production question, and I couldn't think. And I was like, oh, I'll bring that up on the podcast. Well, you if keep drinking that head, Southern Comfort, and it'll come. It will be. <laughs> um, so I cried um, when Nicole talked about being bullied. Did you? Oh. You don't cry at TV, do you? We found that out last week. I do cry, just not a drag race, because I find it so silly. <laughs> I just, that's one of my main triggers is when people talk about being bullied. I just find it gets me every time. And especially because I don't know how old Nicole is, but I would have thought maybe she was around our age. And when we were in school, people didn't really have smartphones. So I'm, is she talking about bullying as an adult? I feel like this isn't even historic I, bullying. It feels, like, it feels like it was bullying throughout her life and it's just stayed with her. It feels like this could be, like, strangers. She's talking about people making memes. I feel like, has she just been going about her business in public and someone turned her into a meme? Because that's awful. I know. Don't turn Nicole into a meme. I know. And if you're going to do it, at least give us some money for it. (laughs) Um, We get Grace teaching Jade... No, teaching Crystal the Wonder Woman pose. Um, I found this annoying. I... Crystal had more airtime this episode than ever before. She yes, used to get a couple of little peep, like, pip squeaks in. This week she had like full on sentences. I know, it was amazing. I was like, also, clock that t shirt. That's from her freaking runway outfit last week. That shirt. Oh, really? Good spot. The blue and white, oh. literally multi pattern. That's literally from her runway last week. 
By the way, that was something I asked. I can't remember what week it was about Jackie's jumper. And none of you listeners have let me know where it's from. (laughs) So let's just say I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. But moving on. Um, (laughs) I thought all the crystal airtime was heading for a crystal win. I was like, I clocked it. I'd worked out the formula of the editing. Crystal's won. I think this was probably the most shocked I've been at a result this season. Um, oh, really? Yeah, well, what was else was shocking? The Jan one, I wasn't shocked at because I kind of felt like they were building it up so much they were doing it for a shock. And then has there been a b- big other shock this season for a win? For me, Gigi winning Madonna was a shock. But I felt like you could tell that they were, Jan wasn't getting it because they were just... They were building up too much. But I thought Jada would win. Jada was, was even in the top three. She was safe. No, I think you or could who, tell from um, confessionals and stuff, Jada wasn't going to win. I, I mean, I was shocked that... Um, uh, oh, my God, last... I thought Jackie had won last week. She got, was in the bottom two. Oh, my God, I can't remember um, what happened last week. Oh, yeah, last week was a weird week, so I didn't even know what was going on. The election. Um, yeah. The Jeff Goldblum controversy. Controversy? Controversy. Controversy? No. Gigi. Did Gigi win Snatch Game? Who did I think won Snatch Game? I thought oh, I said Sherry. I think there was a shock early on when Sherry won something, but it was because she'd been edited out. So that was back in the days when we didn't really understand oh, that was Sherry the, Pie edit. Like the, the Britain's talent. talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. Literally that out seemed nowhere. Like a Heidi win, if ever I saw one. It's a shame she didn't win that, because Heidi would have a better track record now if she had. Um... We get Bethany telling RuPaul, because RuPaul's doing the walkthrough at this point, all parents should take their kids to DragCon. So I wondered, how did you th- think about this, Charlie? Well, I've had, I had a big DragCon. You have, right? Is it, it sounds like a lot of waiting around. I wouldn't want to do that with two young kids. Yeah, she said everyone should do it because it's a happy place. I was like, clearly she has not been to the UK one. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm very torn on the issue because I love the fact that parents are showing their kids that to be accepting and to be whoever you are. But on the other hand, I think from a comedy perspective, I think a lot of drag queens now are told to tone down their acts because there's lots of different ages in the audience. It's quite annoying because as an adult gay man, you go to a drag show, you want, in, you want it to be quite blue. Am I right? Yeah, you, you want like Lily Savage and Lady Bunny levels. You want yeah, dick you and got... shit jokes. Let's just call a spade a spade. We, that's, <laughs> you don't want a Nina West magic show. I mean, we're very no. easily pleased. We just want some innuendo. But maybe, I don't know, maybe the kids are fine. Maybe it goes over their heads so they're not really aware of it. I mean, this is the reason I thought, with British as well, I thought that's the reason I thought AJ and the Queen skewered so young and was literally like a, like a Grange Hill type kids show because they just know the Drag Race audience is surprisingly young. Yeah, although they still had some sexual remarks in it. What was the one? Did Jinx make some really inappropriate topping joke? Oh, yeah, didn't in, she, in yeah a... she referred to like an eight-year-old as a top. And that was in front of the child. So hey, they never got the balance quite right. I still think it's a shame they didn't get a second season because I think they, they would have ironed out a lot of the kinks. But that ship has sailed, unfortunately. And the woman at the helm of it, RuPaul, tells Janet the Planet he officially loves her because she legally changed her name to Janet the Planet. Um, do you know many people who... Uh, have you legally changed your name, Charlie? Not no. legally. Okay. No, just illegally. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever consider it? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I've always found it weird that women change their names when they get married. 
Isn't that quite weird? I don't, to me, that seems so, here we go, anachronistic now. Oh, good word. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> against it. I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I tried to stop all my female friends doing it and almost 100% complete failure on every front. But um, yeah, I, I don't like it. There's a lot of patriarchal things about weddings I don't like, like the man give, giving his daughter away and the obey and the taking the name and everything. I don't know. I just think a lot of that what stuff is you out do? of date if you got married, If you got married to Lewis, what's you doing that surname? Just keeping your own surnames or...? I would definitely keep my own surname. I mean, I wouldn't get married anyway because I'm still waiting for the right person. But um, <laughs> I... No, I, I, I'd want everyone to keep their own surnames. I wouldn't even want someone to take my surname unless they really... I mean, I had a friend who... Um, I won't say her first name, but her last name was Brown and she was marrying a guy whose last name was Gay and she didn't want to have Gay as her surname, so he took her surname. Um, which actually is quite homophobic, but there you go. My friend's uh, a gay guy, Mikey... Um, he was he was going to get engaged to Blake and they decided they were going to just pick a random surname and just both change their surnames to a randomly picked surname. Oh, I quite like that because then everything's completely even. Yeah, they went for, oh, it was like Sawyer or something. They just picked a random surname, Sawyer, and we were both going to change their surnames to Sawyer. Well, that now <laughs> sounds like cultural appropriation to me, so I have a whole different issue with this. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of changing names, Rue says he wants Heidi to become Heidi Aphrodite. <laughs> Do you like this one? It's better. Oh, ta-da, it's coming to my head. What? <laughs> you said last week her Heidi's original name was Heidi Nina Closet. And yes. Heidi has gone on record and officially debunked oh, that yeah, theory. She, she said that there's no truth to that. Someone sent me that today as well. Um, but... That's yeah. what came into my head. There we go. It was, I will name them this time, it was Race Chaser. They are the ones who started this false theory, which just goes to show if you want the real tea, the authentic, genuine tea, you have to come to United Queendom, not Race Chaser, but who are peddling lies as much as the White House at the moment, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting very bitter. Um, so did, did Heidi Aphrodite pop up last week or did, did, did it just get made up this week? Got made up this week. Okay, I do think it is her best one. If she's going to go with one of these new names, I think it's quite fun. Um, and then we get to the point that I sort of referenced earlier, which is Rue telling Nicole not to hide, which I found a bit uh, patronising. And then even more patronising, Nicole reveals her mantra, which is, drag brings joy. And they all act like it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like it's revelatory. Like, oh my God, that's so smart. What are they talking about? <laughs> I'm going to start a mantra. It's called, podcast is good. Do you like it? <laughs> Isn't it genius? <laughs> it's such a stupid thing. I always say this thing, drag brings joy. Oh, wow, that's amazing. You should write that down, Nicole. Like, what? <laughs> but I understand they have to be nice to these super fans, seeing as though they've made them come with no overnight bag and then they're holding them hostage for two days and making them wear hideous dresses in one instance, but we'll get to that later. Um, so we get... Um, Jackie's revealing that she's doing disco, which Heidi is shooketh about because she's doing it. Um, Charlie, are you aware of the history of disco in this challenge? It comes... The disco look comes up a lot in Drag Race in general, no? Yes, it happens a lot. I think almost every makeover challenge, someone does disco. And 
almost every time they end up in the bottom. So oh, I, Cameron honest, Michaels. Cameron, yes, is one of the recent examples. And then in the conjoined twins, Jaden and Tempest did it. I think in the um, one of the early ones, I think Manila did it, and I don't think she was in the bottom. I don't even, maybe she even won Manila for hers. Yeah, she won. Uh, so I think maybe that's why people keep doing it, because Manila won with it. But everyone who's tried it since flops spectacularly. Why um, do they keep doing so it? So is it, why is it, it an easy silhouette to do? Is it just sequin fabric? Yeah, I guess it's sequins and then you can put a afro wig and it's just an easy theme that's easy to do and you can put on anyone. But I hope this is the last time we see it because there's so many other looks they could do. Um, are there any particular old makeover favourites you have from past challenges? Well, I think there's Bamboozleman with the UK makeover challenge. Oh, yeah, Davina's was awful and she won. And won. And Cheryl and her sister looked like an amazing Vegas double act and were in the bottom. It literally made no sense. Yeah, that was really, really stupid. Um, Which ones have I liked? Naomi won an All Stars 4 and I liked that. Um, She did the Sonny and Cher. I think I like a bit of a twist, which is why I like... um, what Crystal did. I like, because I feel like this challenge can be quite stale, so when anyone does anything new with it, it just makes it I, a bit more exciting. I do like, um, is it Coco and Horchata? And Horchata's face. Do Are you, you thinking that? of Chi Chi Devane? No, I thought, oh, was it not Coco? Oh, no, yeah, I think it was Coco. I can't remember exactly, but was it when she basically had... Like she was hideous and had white makeup all over her she face. She was hideous. I remember Michelle just being like, "Poor Horchata, poor Horchata." Face. It is publicly humiliating what they do to some of these makeover people. Um, but they do get to find out one amazing thing that I'm jealous of, which this week they find out they're also lip syncing for their life. So that actually mm-hmm. would be my dream to go on Drag Race. And Charlie, you're well aware I won a lip sync recently, but you weren't even watching me. Oh, was I flirting with someone? You were there, but you were you were flirting with a boy, even though I was doing a Britney Mega Mix lip sync and could have used all the support I could get, but no. You were too busy chasing the tail. Huh? <laughs> but I still won, which is the important thing. Um, and I did it without the splits, but someone who can do the splits is Little Snacky Cox. Um, but Jackie can't do it. I was wondering, Charlie, have you ever even tried to do the splits? I am so... Unflexible. Inflexible? Unflexible? Non-flexible. Flexible. No. I can't do splits. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I don't think I can, but I've never tried. So I'd love it if I was doing a lip sync and suddenly just tried to do it and it just happened. Can you imagine? That'd be amazing. I have a feeling it would <laughs> never happen. Um, so they're all rehearsing for this lip sync. And Jackie teaches the watermelon, watermelon technique, which is when you don't know the words, but mouth along anyway. Um, do, you, do you think this happens a lot more than... Do you think people do this and get away with it in lip syncs? Or do you think it's always clockable? I've heard drag queens always say, just turn to the back wall. Do you get yeah, me? Just like turn around and face the back wall if you don't know the words. If you don't know a section, it's good to just turn around. Yeah. I'd love it if one time they did that and then one of the queens at the back of the stage grasped them up. <laughs> so, uh, she didn't know the words um, we, we find out Jada's girl cannot walk in heels 
Um, she asks if she can take them off, but Jada says no. So I was watching this with my partner and he thought that was very unfair. And I actually thought about it and thought that is quite unfair. Do you think this was cruel? you got to whip him into shape. You don't want to lose this competition. Keep your bloody heels on. I know, but I'm not losing it for you. But she's come on to Drag Race to live her dream and then she has to be in pain throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I suppose that is part of the show's pain. Drag is painful, as Alaska famously said. And then she said, drag hurts. I'm misquoting her. Um, So we get Jada talking about her boyfriend of 12 years, who seems to be Drake, but I have not had this confirmed. And she cries while talking about him, which I found very sweet and shows a vulnerability to her. Did you find this sweet, Charlie? I thought that was really sweet. 12 years is a damn long time. I know, I'm coming up to that. And believe me, it is a long time. But um, I love that she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> That's my <when laughs> new favourite Jaderism. Because she's like trying not to cry and failing. So, Charlie, what did you think when you saw that Crystal was painting her girl yellow? I was excited. I was like, this is going to be exciting. Uh, I- and I was like, this is Crystal's win. I was convinced. You could not tell me Crystal was not winning this challenge. I was at like, everything from the edit we to everything. And- I wish that we went back and listened to the last week's episode before we do this, because we make predictions, but I can never remember what they are. But I think I predicted Crystal for a win. I mean, I don't know why I'm proud of that, she didn't win, but... Um, I said, because I was talking about iconic makeup being easy to put on, so Sherry and Crystal, I think I did tip as being possible for this. But when I saw her painting her yellow, I thought, trouble. Because it looked not just yellow, but it looked all very just sloppy, I thought. It looked like... A uh, kid with some crowns. Yeah, but then drag makeup often doesn't look good till the end, does it? It's kind of... You have to wait for the full geesh. It is. <clears throat> Sorry. Not in real life. It's just a bit... It's a bit rough in real life, isn't it, when you see it up close? It is. That's why they encourage you to drink while you're watching the drag show, so you can't see it fully. Um, Heidi says her and her daughter are a G, meaning gangster, and Jackie says, for going home. And everyone says that's too far. Everyone's like, dude, how dare you? Cross the line. (laughs) This is worse than what Sherry Pie did. Uh, Do you think this season's (laughs) too nice? It is quite nice. It's not, um... Yeah, I mean, you're never going to get the good old days of going back to Party City. Well, it's... I don't know, it's tricky, because at the beginning of this season, it didn't feel like a nice one, but it almost felt too negative. I felt like Britta and the Aiden thing, and, um... Uh, it just felt like not a fun kind of negativity. But then since they've all gone, it just kind of, it feels nice, but it doesn't feel, I don't know. I think because they're all quite entertaining and funny, it doesn't feel too RuPaul's best friend race. It doesn't feel as false as last year when it was like, who stole, whose wigs got stolen last year? And you were just like, is this that bigger drama? Was it They tried to make a whole storyline out of it. Yeah, they tried to make a whole storyline out of it. And it's like, my God, you're really scraping the barrel for some drama. It didn't work. No, it did not. Which, by the way, reminds me, I think that they confirmed this week there's still going to be a reunion. I don't know how they're going to do it, if they're going to do it over um, Zoom or something. But apparently we're still getting one, so that's exciting. Yes! Oh, house party. What are they going to talk about, though? Britta and... Um, Chris... (laughs) (laughs) They can play play some guac and chips. Crystal says that um, their illusion is Bert and Ernie from... That's Sesame Street, isn't it? Is it? Yes, yeah, Sesame Street. 
Uh, would you have got this if you hadn't been told? No, I was get, I was definitely getting Simpsons. Oh, maybe it is. Maybe you're right. I don't think I would have got the reference. I think my the closest I get to that is Avenue Q because they do a parody. Um, and I love Avenue Q. Have you ever seen it? I adore Avenue Q. Gigi does the reveal of her girl. They always do that moment in the workroom where they turn around and see her new mug. Um, were you impressed by this? No, I was so disappointed by Gigi this week. Uh, was But because of the outfits? Well, yeah, because of all of it. It was a bit like... Um, Aquaria last or two years ago you thought Aquaria was going to smash it and then just came up with something very mediocre oh it's not as bad as Aquarius Aquarius was awful whereas I think Gigi just kind of played it safe um we also get the reveal of Nicole and I need to ask this why they mention it later but why does Nicole have better makeup than Heidi why do you think someone maybe helped her out you conspiracy theorist Ah, I wonder if you're right. But then whoever helped her out, why don't they help her out every week? Because um, is it possible it's easier to do someone else's makeup than your own? Maybe. Because you can, like, see it better? I don't know, but it's very weird. Um, But, yeah, sorry for any technical difficulties we've had. Hopefully we'll sort them out. And we're about to take a break, so it's the perfect time to do so. See you in a bit. Bye. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Q and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. And we're back with the runway. And RuPaul comes out. um, And we've kind of been slagging her off for weeks now, which is a very dangerous thing to do. But this week, she absolutely shut me up. I thought it was tens, tens, tens across the board. Lovely glitter, lovely silhouette, lovely wig. Did you live, Charlie? Did you live? I did. I like this. I really like this outfit. I think it's gorge. Yes. Finally, we're back in Rue's good books. Um, And then we get (laughs) some weird moments on the judging panel. We get Michelle saying, hi, dad. And them all like pissing themselves laughing for ages. Oh my God, that was so bizarre. Yeah, it was like a reference I did not get. And then Rue, Rue, Ross was um, plugging his book, Name Drop. Would you read this? No, I wouldn't. Um, And then we get introduced to Daisy Ridley from Star Wars. Um, Are you a fan of hers? I'm not. She came to the... uh, Name drop. There we go. Name drop. She came to the office recently. I mean, she seems a lovely girl, but she's not the most exciting guest judge, is she? No, and I thought her makeup looked a bit off. Um, And did you know the controversy she had recently about... A lot of controversy today uh, about her saying that she didn't have any more privilege than her Star Wars co-star, um, John... What's he called? Boyega? Am I saying his name right? Yeah, that's him. Um, yeah, so she got in a bit of trouble for that, didn't she? No, that's but how you I say think it. She went, down, she went down quite well as a guest judge, I think. She played it safe, but she was like the Gigi Good of guest judging. Safe, but not that exciting. 
We've seen better. <laughs> so now we see all the makeovers. Uh, first up, first and worst, we get Heidi and Honey Almighty. Oh my God! What did you What did you make of this? Oh, it was not cute. She did look beautiful. <laughs> the the mug, the hair, but that dress was. There are no words. I mean, it was just Who no relation. Who did Heidi borrow it off? Do you know in the um, I don't know, but I, people have speculated Sherry Pie just because of the size. And if, if it was from Sherry Pie, I think it was an act of sabotage. Like, what's, I brought this hideous <laughs> dress just to lend someone to knock them out of the race. I mean, we spoke about this earlier, but it is unfortunate for Heidi because um, obviously this is a challenge that the queens know is coming. So a lot of the queens, especially the more shrewd ones, they bring two outfits knowing it's coming. And someone like Gigi clearly was very smart because she brought two outfits that would fit anyone, which is the wise thing to do. Heidi showed the other outfit that she had brought originally, but she obviously hadn't planned for the fact that her makeover partner might not be the same size as her. But still, even knowing that, surely she could have cobbled something together better than this. That dress is hideous in any standard and it, was hot. it just doesn't go with her outfit at all. It was I mean, horrible. I actually, and also the wigs. I can't get over both of their wigs were atrocious. The wig was bad. I mean, it, the whole thing was offensive, to be honest. I, I mean, this is what I said at the time, and I do stand by it. And bear in mind, Heidi's my favourite in this season. I think she should have been eliminated on the spot with no lip sync. I think they should have just sent her home and for the first <laughs> time in Drag Race history. I really, I really do. Um, so what did you make of Jackie and Snacky Cox, Charlie? I thought it was cute. I liked the presentation. But I do, I don't like, I didn't like the identical wigs. No, I don't like, I'm like you. I don't like an identical, I like a, I like a storyline. I like a mother and daughter. Yes. I like that. I like their little presentation though. The shoes were a bit bland. But yeah, it was... I think I kind of agree with the judge on this one, where it was like, it worked, but it wasn't hugely exciting or didn't give, it didn't have the wow factor. It didn't. I was very underwhelmed. I just wrote khaki cocks. So that was all I had to say on that one. Um, also, <laughs> I've put that, I think that the, I've heard mixed things about this, but I think the, the runway joke of, did it? I didn't even know her. I think that needs to stop now. I think it's been well overused. Is it just me? And also doesn't really just doesn't make sense when they use it. Yeah, because this week they do wizard. I don't even know her. And I'm like, what? That didn't make sense. It usually comes after a <laughs> word that ends in er. I mean, it's just gone too far. I'm very angry this week. I'm sorry. Uh, but one good thing was Jada and Jazz. So obviously looking gorgeous. Jada never steps out on that runway looking anything less than the essence of beauty. And she's wearing, she thinks giraffe print, but she doesn't know what animal print it is. So money car is shooketh. Um, and like you just said, Charlie, the, the wigs here are not identical, but they still tell a story. Am I right? It is. It's cute. I did like they weren't identical. I like they were different length dresses and I like they were both red. I just think this style was just a little bland. It's just kind of like generic pageant queen for me. Am it's I being polished, mean? It's glamorous. No, I know what you mean, but when it's at that level, it's still hard to critique, even though it's not 
I mean, I thought it was amazing. Her, she's clearly an amazing makeup artist. And I thought that Jada's mug all season was amazing, but I didn't know if it was just her natural beauty and features that helped her. But now seeing her do it on someone else, I'm like, no, you're a talented makeup artist, as well as a talented designer, seamstress, and Madonna impersonator. Everything. Oh my God. Well, I saw somewhere, <laughs> I saw somewhere she did Silky's makeup for the finale last year. Um, and then we get Crystal and Opal coming out. And obviously, this is something completely different that we've never seen on the Makeover Challenge before. Feels refreshing. And I do think that risks should be rewarded. So for me, it probably should have been the winner of the week. What do you think? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It totally should have won. It was similar, but different. She was in a dress. She was in trousers. One was orange. One was yellow. I loved it. It was cool. It was cohesive. It was, yeah, it just felt like... Felt like a special moment on the show. And then we got Sherry Pie and Tara Misu, um, who obviously had an incredible family resemblance. It was undeniable, which I was I knew Sherry would pull off. Um, I actually thought that she was wearing her entrance look, um, but I did check and it's not. It's f- similar, but it's um, this still feels familiar to me. I think it's so Sherry Pie. But um, did you did you think it was good? Loved it. Nailed it. Knocked out of the park. Gorgeous. Oh my God, you're a Sherry Pie stan. What a brave position to take in the world at the moment. I, I want a slice of that pie. <laughs> um, and then we get Gigi Good and BB Bad. Um, I thought that BB Bad looked like Ben de la Creme. And some people are saying she looked like Violet Chachki. Um, what did you make of this makeover? Boring. Snooze fest. Wanna go sleep? Lazy. <laughs> yeah, it was smart of her to do it, but it was lazy. She, I think, she gets exactly what she deserves here, which is just a safe. But um, no, it was. It didn't show any inventiveness, really. Um, we get to the judges, and Daisy says, "Yes, Queen, work." Which doesn't really work in a posh accent, does it? <laughs> it reminded me of that bit in Made in Chelsea. No. Nope. Why are you all up in my grill? It's just like, oh, cringe. Um, and then we get even more <laughs> cringe because RuPaul's asking Heidi why she didn't put her daughter in more sequins and she admits to borrowing it, presumably off Sherry. Um, but I still think she should have made something. Even if she just covered honey and glitter, just to add some cohesive sparkle, I just thought, it, I did think it was inexcusable, to be honest. Am I being too harsh? It was. No, the, the, I just can't get over the wigs. was so dry. And not, there was like one wig. Why have you to put like three wigs on her? And you haven't even mentioned one shoe yet. The shoe! <laughs> You're so offended by wigs. You but I think shoe. for her, I mean, I think she literally, she's wearing the shoes that she walked in, no? Yeah. I don't, I don't think they were putting her in heels. I think I don't think she would have fared well um michelle calls jackie and snacky the club destroyers a reference to the cock destroyers i'm more clued up now and jackie says they're like sisters at the club which i'm, I'm finding some of jackie's shtick a bit canned at the moment is is that fair no she's that kind of queen she's a canned queen i'll give yeah, you that just, i think it gets a bit tiring sometimes and i agree with ross when he says being really good is great but being great is how you get to the end and that's how i'm feeling about jackie i think she's been really good but she just 
maybe hasn't wowed enough to really warrant that finale spot yet. <clears throat> nah. Um, they talk about Jada and Jazz. Daisy credits Jada for making the outfits herself, and I'm really glad she did, because I feel like Jada hasn't got that credit throughout the, the season so far. Um, so... Th- no, the little seamstress. So Daisy to really give her the props on that one, which is good. Um, and then we get the moment that we got teased with last week, which is Ross saying to Crystal and Opal, what in the fuck am I looking at? But he does love it. So it's another misdirect. I fall for every week. I think that we're getting a dramatic moment, but it's just a joke. And I love the advice from Ross, which is show us how you do drag, which I feel like is inconsistent and not always necessarily the case. But in this moment, it feels genuine. Um, I saw someone tweeted over the weekend that what Crystal and Opal's makeover look is what every lesbian couple in in Brooklyn looks like. And I thought that was a really good way to describe (laughs) it because I was getting definite lesbian vibes there. Um, They speak to Sherry Pie and Tiramisu and Sherry says that they work at the House of Just Desserts. So people were pointing out the irony of that, of kind of like, because Sherry's now got her Just Desserts. So people, people have got the knives out. And not just for a slice of pie. I know. Poor, she's never going to be able to set foot in public again. Are you again. secretly Sherry Pie, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, this Are whole time. Are you the time. last one following her? Sherry Pie. <laughs> Ch- Charlie Valentine's my third alias. I went from Sherry Pie to, Char- to uh, Alison Mossy to Charlie <laughs> Valentine. <laughs> Everyone loves the name BB Bad. I mean, I do think it's cute, but I think it's quite obvious. So I don't know why people, why are you gagging so? Um, but they talk about that and Michelle says it's easy, simple, but executed well. So I think that's a fair assessment. I don't know. It's a hat, a wig and a coat. I know, but like compared to, obviously it's better than like what Heidi and Jackie were doing, in my opinion. So I think it just deserves to be the middle of the pack that it is. Um, we get a lip sync between all of the super fans, which is to, you wear it, you wear it, you wear it well. Actually, that is a good point to um, look at what Moon is wearing. Should we sing You Wear It Well instead of To The Moon for that reason? Oh, let's do Moon Wears It Well. Oh my God, let's try it. Three, two, one. Moon wears it, moon wears it, moon wears it well. <laughs> what are the next words? Oh, no one knows. <laughs> Not even RuPaul. Um, moon, let's see if you are wearing it well. Hi, guys. Um, hey. Right, let me try and get the webcam on. Oh, there she is. Right, we've got, we're still rocking the Hitler hair, which I like. I like <laughs> someone branded, the consistency. And then the T-shirt, we've, is it black? It's black. And it says, oh, I'm going to make a fool out myself here. Orazio Flasso Carpe Diem Firenze. Is that right? That's right. I know Carpe Diem sees the day, right? Exactly, yep, yep. Oh, thank God. And Orazio Flasso, I assume, is some sort of Italian porn star? Uh, very close. He's um he's a the sort of the poet who, who invented Carpe Diem. His name was Horace. Oh, um, well, porn star poet. I mean, it's just a <laughs> difference of a glass of wine in my experience. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a very cute t-shirt, Moon. Thank you for sharing it with us. Thank and, you. Got it in Florence. And let me just say, you do wear it well. Thanks very much. Moon wears it. Moon wears it. Moon wears it well. Shantae, you stay. <laughs> Cheers, guys. I had to step it up after last week. 
Well, we won't talk about last week. You should have been eliminated on the spot, but yeah. Step your pussy up. <laughs> so is that a real fox behind you, Moon? There is. It's a taxidermy. Oh, thank God. I thought I was about to see a live mauling. There it is. <laughs> what in the fox am I looking at? <laughs> My mum loves a taxidermy. I had a quick follow-up from last week about Jackie and her tape on her eyes. Is there still no gossip on that? No, no one's messaged, but I did see that she did it to her makeover partner this week. So it is clearly her style. It's not like she has skin tags under her eyes or something. She, like, clearly this is how she does makeup. So I assume it is what I thought it was, which is to do with the line. I don't know if that was Charlie's theory. I don't want to take credit. Yeah, to get a a straight line, (laughs) isn't it? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Right, so the Wear It Well lip sync... Um, obviously a bit shoddy, as you'd expect, because they're not lip syncers, but still better than Drag Race UK Queens, if I had to, if I had to comment. <laughs> what did you think of it, Charlie? I Some of them had little tricks up their sleeve, like Crystal's one had little glitter thrown in the air. I know, I thought she was the best, Opal. I thought she, she had a good lip sync and she was quite a good little mover. She was, better than freaking Nikki Doll. Um, BB did a death drop. Did you see that her wig came off? That was, that killed me. <laughs> we have so many sound effects in this episode. Whose phone is ringing? Sorry, that's my phone. It's the taxidermist. He wants his, his invoice is ready. <laughs> um, so Daisy says in deliberations, controversially, that she wasn't wowed by Gigi and BB. And that's got her a lot of praise on Reddit because there's a bit of a hate train for Gigi Good on Reddit at the moment. Um, how are you feeling about Gigi, Charlie? Well, is this all stemming from the Britney Spears tweet? Did you see that? Oh, no, I did. I was aware of this, but what is the tweet? Is she made fun of Britney's mental health? She did a tweet with a photo of her as that bald oh, robot. Game, yeah. And saying like, yeah, next to a photo of bald Britney. And she was like, birthday twins? So I'm guessing they have the same birthday. Because I'm I'm freaking Sherlock Holmes. I deduced that. Um. Well, Britney's birthday is <laughs> December second. I can tell you that. But I'm. Oh, mate. The... Oh. Yeah, I am that gay. Um. So yeah, she, she was like birthday twins, and now everyone's come at her saying like you're disrespecting Britney's mental health. You don't understand, blah blah. And everyone's like, we wanted to cancel Gigi. Well, I think that's bullshit because Britney bald is just like it's it's so done that it's not. It can never be undone now. Everyone has made a Britney bald joke. Every time anyone shaves their head, they make a joke about Britney Spears. Like, and that's just the way it is. And I don't think that's offensive to people, to mental health issues. It's just like, that image is carved into history at this point. It would be like, not making jokes about, I was going to say something very offensive then, I won't say it. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Um, so Gigi is black and white and safe all over. Do we agree with that? Uh, no, I would have put her in the bottom. Well, the bottom too. Yeah, I would have put her in the bottom oh, with Heidi. come on. Instead of... That was a coat. It was a coat and a hat. That was it. It must have taken all of 10 minutes to put her in drag. Well, it must have taken her mum all of 10 minutes. I agree it's lazy, but she still looked better than Jackie, in my opinion. Um, but the real uproar came from Crystal being announced as safe. So a lot of people seem upset about this. They really thought Crystal deserved this win, similar to the Jan Madonna thing. Do you 
you think the same, Charlie, don't you? I agree Crystal should have won. I just think, obviously, I think there's been a problem with this series of Drag Race has always been produced, but I feel like this series, more than ever, you can see the puppet strings. And I feel like they were thinking... Gigi's got three. If they give Jada her, <laughs> Jada? Jada her third win, then they're even. And then maybe they'll give Sherry another win next week. And so when we go to the final, it'll be like even Stevens. So I just feel like... That's exactly what I think they were thinking as well. So I think the producers yeah. contrived it to give Jada a win. Not that Jada ain't good, but I think Crystal should have won. But they just thought, no, for, for the storyline of the series, we need to make Jada have equal wins with Gigi. Yeah, and I just think it's a shame because... Um, in season five was the season where they really spread out the wins. Like Jinx only had two, even though she did well in loads of challenges. Alaska had two, Roxy had two. Detox, Ivy Winters had one. Um, Coco had one, Alyssa had one. Like it was really spread out. And I just think it's really nice when everyone gets the chance to shine. And this is a season that really would have justified that because we had those shining moments from Jan and now Crystal. And I just think it would have been nice to just have it a bit more spread out. I just think it makes it more fun. So I do totally agree with you. But we get a Jada win. And it's hard to deny she did deserve it. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, she did good. I just think Krista was much more innovative and imaginative. And but Jada made the those dresses in the, in the weekend. I just think that's really impressive. Although maybe she made them before, actually, and just... Um, fitted it to her partner but she still made them and I'm very impressed by that so let's get into this lip sync it's Heidi versus Jackie and it's Alex Newell kill the lights I have never heard of Alex Newell I haven't and I assume this was a disco song and then literally about two hours before this podcast Alex a picture of Alex Newell came up on my computer I think really? she might be new. Am I going mad? She's new. I think Alex Newell. I thought knew. this was like an old classic. Literally. Literally. Oh. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I think, I thought this was an old 70s classic that I'd never heard of. Hashtag okay, I'm going to tell you now. Alex Newell. Alex Newell was born in 1992. Are you fucking <laughs> joking? This is the gag of the season. She was on Glee. She's a Glee actor. Are you? Oh, Glee. sorry. Wait, sorry. I'm saying she. The internet's referring to them as he. But them? He is it gender non-binary? Looks, I'm very confused right now. He. Wikipedia is referring to this person as a he. Wait, Alex Newell identifies as a cisgender, gender non-conforming gay man. So he is a he, but he looks like a she, but refers to himself as a he. Oh God, this is way too Did much you get any time of that? <laughs> I cannot keep up with this. Well, I thought the song was shit, so... However they refer to themselves. I Came out in 2016. Um, <laughs> what did you make of the performances? I, I don't know. I thought Heidi was energetic, but just a bit obvious. It felt just very like mediocre from Heidi. 
And then Jackie, I just didn't quite... Un- I know she's trying to give it, like, a character performance. I was just like, you just look mad. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Heidi just did a um, solid what you'd expect from her but I haven't been wowed by any of her lip syncs they're just kind of all right and then Jackie I totally understood she wanted to do it comedic but it does have to fit with the song otherwise and I just felt it wasn't quite there I do understand why she did that because I think you're going up against Heidi with what I thought was an old disco song so you know you can't outdance her so you have to bring what you have to the table which is her comedy chops but I just think it was very one note and it didn't really go anywhere um, so I thought Jackie was going to be saved just because they yeah, seemed to be like... laughing at what she was doing. I thought Heidi maybe was going to go, but then when Heidi was saved, I knew the double save was coming. Did you? I felt a double save was coming again, just because the way they edited it. I know I'm like second guessing everything, but for like the way they edited it, no one was getting like a bad lip sync edit. And I was like, this is very suspicious. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, someone on Reddit had mentioned that Ross Matthews had said that his favourite lip sync is in season 12. And they said that this week. So I knew it couldn't have been one that had already gone because nothing's been that amazing. So I thought, I bet there's a double save coming up. I, I would wonder if it was this one. But I'd be surprised if Ross said this was his favourite. But um, I didn't think it deserved a double shanty. There hasn't been a single good lip sync this prob- year, has there? I liked Firework. Um, but Ross wasn't even on the panel for that one, so I knew it wasn't that one. But apart from that, I actually really love the Call Your Girlfriend one, which was week two, which was Jada versus Sherry Pie. I love both of their performances, but apparently I'm in a minority there. Um, I think it's because that kind of introduced me to that song, which is quite embarrassing for me to admit, but I've been listening to it nonstop since yeah. then, so it's really, really got me into that. Um, but yeah, as double Shantes go, it was kind of underwhelming. But I am happy they both stayed because I like them both and I think they both still have stuff to offer. Daisy Ridley cried and no one cared. Um, if it ain't Jeff Goldblum, apparently we do not give a <laughs> shit. And we get to find out what's coming up next week, which next week, Whoopi Goldberg is mentoring them for a one-woman show, which I think sounds like a really exciting challenge that any drag queen should really relish the opportunity to be part of. And we get another, what I suspect is a misdirect, which is Gigi saying, as soon as you said you were safe, I was like, really? But everyone on Reddit is saying that they think she's talking about the fact Crystal didn't win the challenge, not shade that, about the double chante. So I think I'm not going to fall for it next week, but knowing me, I probably still will. And you will have to wait till next week <laughs> to hear from us, because tomorrow we've got Celebrity Drag Race. So we'll save that for tomorrow, but yeah. We'll see you then, because you guys have been fine. And it's on Netflix now. I should have mentioned that at the beginning. Celebrity Drag Race is on Netflix, which is amazing. We don't have to illegally download it anymore. So there's no excuse. You should all be watching it and then seeing what we think of it afterwards. And until then, let's click it out. Bye, everyone. Bye.